There it is. Alright, moving on. Did the microphone drink, bitch? I've been a sports fan my entire life because all of my friends are horrible people. Yes, Cam had a very bad game. Can we get that on tape? Get that overrated piece of crap out of this conversation. <laughs> are you sure you want this on tape? That's what I was transitioning to. Big time Timmy Jim, Chris Sale, Bartolo Cologne. A lot of tears and a Nice shots. How's it going, fellas? Return of the Mac, baby. Whoa. That, that's not Alex. What? That, it's Landon. <laughs> oh my goodness, he's here. <laughs> the long-awaited return of Landon, which means... It's about to be popping off tonight. <laughs> that's right. Uh, Landon's already gained more yards tonight than Christian McCaffrey has in the last two months, so he's got that going for him. This is true. Right. Uh, I just had to... Do something to make fun of him. It's only a minute in, so we got to start it. And marking room. True. I don't know. I think he was opening doors for Lamar to get to the bathroom, so he got some yards that way. But we'll get there in a little bit, but we're going to start off with a mulligan in college football. And I don't know about you guys, but you usually don't want to throw other people's shoes, I think. Right? At least not when the game's on the line. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Like, I've seen it in basketball where like you can throw a shoe because it's in the way. I know there was some guy who threw it into like the 15th row. Like, you don't need to do that. But what you really shouldn't do is what Marco Wilson from Florida did. Because they stopped LSU on third down in the fourth quarter. Right? It was the last drive that this happened. Was it this drive? It was this drive, yeah. So, Wilson stops him on third down. And he throws the guy's shoe. Not smart. 15-yard penalty, unsportsmanlike conduct, gives LSU the first down. Not something you want to do. No. I mean, if you want to win, you don't do that. Oh, true. Maybe this guy just needed to pay for college. (laughs) He's like, I got all the money on us to lose outright. (laughs) Okay, that's probably not what happened, but... Uh, so LSU ends up getting down to about the 40-yard line, and their kicker, York, lines up, 57-yarder, boom. School record. It's yeah. a school record. I'm guessing there hasn't been that many longer kicks in college in general. Not college football kicking is a joke. No. Usually once <laughs> it's to 50 yards, guys do not make it. No, that's usually... I don't think points are tougher. Yeah. <laughs> There's literally a segment on college football final every Saturday night where they literally show how bad the college kickers are. Do you think part of it has to do with the hash hashes being wider? I just don't think they're that good. Yeah, probably. So <laughs> Florida, number six. Uh what were they going into this game? Seven and one? Uh Eight and one. Eight and one. Eight and one. Eight and one. Okay. That's one loss that makes it. Eight. Oh, yeah, it's on there. Sorry. <laughs> I hadn't I mean, read, math is hard. I right hadn't now. read down to the thing that I put on the note sheet. <laughs> I mean, granted, Florida did miss a 51-yarder to tie it. So, But kickers stink. Exactly. <laughs> kickers stink. Yeah. So Florida, who had a real good shot at getting into the college playoff if they would have won this game. Right, because then they go to their championship game and play that, and if they win that, they're in. I mean, we'll get to that in a All little right. bit. 
But they weren't able to, and they lose to LSU, who was what, three and six. <laughs> they were terrible. Worst start to a defending champion in a long, yeah, long, yeah, long, like fifty long some time. years. Yeah, it's been bad. It's, it's been, been so bad. Well, it helps that Wilson just decided to throw a shoe. I've had some weird things go through my head playing sports. I don't think throwing a shoe after stopping a guy is up there. Not for me. No, no. Plenty of other things. No, not throwing the shoe. I'm going to run that guy over in basketball. I don't care if I get a foul called. It's going to be worth it. I'm going to punch that guy in the helmet. It's going to be worth it. I'm going to throw his shoe. It'll be funny. There's a lot of weird things, know, though, that yeah. people do after the whistle. Just saying. True. Well, Marco Wilson's up there, and he wishes he could have a mulligan. If you want to take advantage of your mulligan, head to Homestead Farm and Golf in Linden, Washington. Uh, it's 25 bucks for 18 in a cart during the week, 35 on the weekend. It's a great deal. Can't find a better one many other places. Uh, they have a par 3 series going on. Next one's coming up this weekend. It's a two-man best ball, two-cup tournament sounds confusing best of all it's just whichever one of you has the best score that's what gets written down but there's two cups so you have two different places to putt to which is kind of nice i guess that's not confusing because <laughs> then you don't always have to worry about being close to the cup because you probably are close to the other one if you miss bad right so two shots for a hole in one yes true there you go double the chance maybe you could get a hole in one if you want to try it, make sure to head to Homestead and take part in their Par 3 Challenge. Homestead. Homestead? Nice. <laughs> All right. So, Landon's here, which means college football. Yep. Haven't heard a lot about it because usually me and Alex stick to the NFL and basketball and baseball. And just kind of don't pay attention to college football that much, especially this year. Yeah, it's kind it's of been, been difficult. Some teams playing a couple, some haven't played at all. So. Some teams are in the playoff and they've only played five games. Other teams <laughs> haven't played what, but one game in the last four weeks because they keep canceling them because of because of COVID. Yeah. Because what was it? The Huskies were supposed to play and then there's COVID and then they were supposed to play and there was COVID and then they were supposed to be in the title game and then there was COVID. Yep. Yeah. Lame. But we'll get to the Pac-12 later. So I think we're going to start off with the top four, right? Correct. So here's your top four as of tonight. This was released today. College football playoff rankings. Alabama's number one. Uh, Notre Dame's number two. Clemson number three. Ohio State number four. Is anyone actually shocked by this? No. <laughs> I, w I wish I was. Uh, top, well, top three. That's fine. Right? I mean, yes. Should they be the top three? They should be the top three. They've all... Played a decent amount of games, right? Ten. I think that should be a part of it. Having played a decent amount of games. At the same time, if your state's not allowing you to play games, or they didn't allow you for a month to play games, it's kind of hard to hold that against the team too much. I mean, but it came down to conference affiliation and what they wanted to do. Yeah, that's true, because a bunch of them said, we're not going to play till X date or whatever. Right. Um, so, 
Before we continue, here's some other highlights of this. Iowa State jumped up to number six at eight and two. Florida only moved one spot down to number seven to eight and two, even though they just lost to a three-win LSU team. Undefeated Cincinnati fell again to number nine. Coastal Carolina is still 12 at 11 and 0. BYU. I just, I don't get it. What's the point of having any of these other teams even be involved? If you can go undefeated, schedule the best teams you possibly can, and they're not going to reward you for it. So I heard an analogy today that I think actually fits this perfectly. So if you are in a non-Power 5 conference, this is like a sorority during Hell Week. Okay. Right? If you're Coastal Carolina, BYU, Cincinnati, you're that pledge that's trying to get in. They make you go all the way through Hell Week to make you think you're going to get in. And then the night of, they're like, nope, sorry, you didn't make it. Yeah, pretty much. I can't remember where I heard that. They're just keeping you around for... Just for the show. Make you go through everything. And at the very end, they're like, oh, nope, sorry. Thanks for coming, but we're going to go with the other guys. Yeah. So my question for you both. The way that the playoffs currently constructed, will we ever see a non-Power 5 team ever get into the playoff? The way it's currently constructed? No. I'm in agreement. Alex? Yes. How? Uh, they schedule really well. You get lucky, basically. Mostly the lucky part. So, like, BYU schedules Utah in a year where they end up being 8-1 and one when they play them, and they get lucky and play some other top team out of the... That's so hard to do, though, because if you go back to pre-COVID... College football teams schedule home and homes with people five, six, yeah. seven years in advance. So it's so hard. It's really do. difficult. That's yeah. why it's all luck. True. So the reason I don't think it's going to happen is because what every Power Five conference has a conference championship now, right? Yes, I believe they do. Thank yep. you. So they have that added thing in there to show that like we beat another top team at the end of the year. To give us extra standard and uh, recency bias to the top of this playoff. So yeah, Coastal Carolina, you might be eleven and zero with a win over. Did they beat BYU? Yeah, they beat BYU yeah. with a six point win over BYU. But uh, Texas A and M beat Georgia in the SEC championship, or whatever it yeah. would be, right? Yeah. yeah. It's like okay, well, even though A and M has the loss. We're going to put you ahead because you just beat another top team. Yeah. Can they schedule more games? No, you're limited to the amount of games you can play in the season. Right? Correct. Yeah, 13 max, depending on if you make the playoff or not. Yeah. I think... Uh, For me, it's all about money, right? Mm -hmm. If you're not a true blue blood, you're not going to get in. And you're seeing that this year. Ohio State's like five games. The Big Ten's literally changing the rules to allow Big Ohio State to play in the Big Ten Championship yeah. so that they can boost conference revenue yes. and get in the playoff. Do yeah. you think that they would do that if it wasn't Ohio State? 
say it was say it was Northwestern, think, and they'd only played five games, but the Big Ten changed the rules for them. Yeah, I think that would have done it for anyone oh. because it would better them. I don't. <laughs> are you all. are you saying like if Northwestern was five and zero and Ohio State was six and one, like if their roles were reversed, reversed, yeah, and okay, so in that case, by well, isn't Ohio State going to play Northwestern in the title? They are. They're in different divisions. Yeah. Okay. They're in different divisions. But if Northwestern so, was five and five and zero, hadn't reached the sixth game before this yeah. rule change, would the Big Ten have changed the rule for them? If they were in the same side of the division as Ohio State, then no, they wouldn't because they would want Ohio State to get in there. Yeah. I don't know who's behind Ohio State in the rankings. Um, I'd have to go look. Do you know off the top of your head who's behind them? Uh, Indiana, I believe. Okay. And that's... Uh, they were good at the beginning of the year, weren't they? They're still decent, yeah. They lost their QB, blew out his knee, but... Yeah, that's not Their easy. backup's pretty decent. Oh, yeah. Indiana's number 11. Yeah, they're 6-1. and one. Yeah. I don't know. Like, if you just switch Ohio State and Northwestern. Because then there's the added part to it of an undefeated team who gets to six wins winning the Big Ten has a lot better shot at getting to number four than a team that's seven and one. We'll get to this in a, in a second with the Pac-12, but USC, I believe, is six and zero. Oh, five, five, five and zero. Oh. Same record as Ohio State. Yep. Mm. Yet they're number 13. Yeah. I don't know if that has to do with who they've played. Um, because USC hasn't played a ranked team, right? Doesn't look like it. No. Arizona, Arizona State, Utah, Wazoo, UCLA. And then, yeah. But Ohio State has played Indiana. Yeah, and they was that the it was close, but didn't look close. It was really close. Okay. Oh, and they beat Penn State, but that was, Penn State's not good. No, Penn State's won like three games, I yeah. think. They started 0-5 for the first time in history? Yeah. First time in 100 years, they something like good. that. Yeah. Um, okay, so looking ahead, it's conference championship weekend. So I'm going to throw a hypothetical out for you. Looking at the teams on the list below you, um, with, I want to say... Iowa State at 6, Texas A&M at 5, who is playing Tennessee this weekend, who is also not very good. Um, And then you have Georgia and Florida. If Clemson loses again to Notre Dame, do you take Clemson out of the top four? Yes. Yes. Because they have two losses. Yes. And to the same team, right? Both to Notre Dame. You can't lose twice. So then who do you put in? Ooh, if Florida beats Alabama? Coastal Carolina. Florida just <laughs> lost to a three-win team. I know. Florida would have to, in my opinion, Florida has to blow out Alabama in order to even be considered again. They would probably just put a and in. Uh, oh, Iowa State six, but they have two losses. They lost to a Louisiana team by 20 points. So, they can't put 
Iowa State in over A and M, right? <laughs> well, I mean, A and M didn't even win their division. If if Iowa State wins this weekend, they win the Big Twelve. Hmm. <laughs> see, see where That's ugly. I don't think it matters what happens this weekend. The, the only thing that I can see what if it would matter is if Northwestern beats Ohio State. That game's not being played. If Northwestern yeah. beats Ohio State, I think Clemson could still lose and still be the four seed. Yeah, they would. They wouldn't move two teams in, unless Florida won. But Maybe. even then, they'd have to win convincing, right? I mean, is this your chance for Cincy? Oh, Cincy ain't getting in no matter what. Well, I'm just saying, Georgia's not playing. Nope. A not playing someone good, so you can't really improve. True. But then you're saying if Ohio State and Clemson both lose. Yeah. Who who do you put in, if anyone? I think like three. Yeah, three of the <laughs> this top. Is, this is so confusing. Coastal this year. Carolina. Three of the top four would they, need to lose for Cincy to get in. Uh, yeah. I think that's the only chance. I'm in agreement. Alex, I'm in agreement. I would love to see Coastal Carolina in there. If they win, they're going against 19th ranked. They go in 12 and 0. You know, it's not going to happen. I just think Oklahoma blows out Iowa State and jumps to the four seed. God, I hope not. <laughs> Oklahoma wasn't even that good this year. No, they didn't. They almost start zero three. Mm-hmm. Right, they lost their first two games or first, two of their first three. Yeah, let me check right quick. I think I can get there. Uh, oh, they won against Montana State. That doesn't count or Missouri State. I don't know. It says M-O-S-T. Then they lost to Kansas State, and they lost to Iowa State. And then they beat Texas in that super high-scoring game. So they lost to Kansas State. Yeah. A team who I also believe has three wins. Uh, three or four. Oh, I really don't like when you click on them, and it just gives you their record like at that time back then. Uh, they're four and six because they've lost five straight. So, I mean – I really think that if Clemson loses Saturday, I don't think it matters. I think they're getting in. Because I don't think you can put anyone else above them. Give Cincy a chance. I, I I agree with you, but they're not going to. You can't put a two-loss team in. Especially with all these there's other a, teams right behind there's them. There's a lot of two-loss teams, though. Yeah, there's a lot of no-loss teams. You're not gonna. They're not going to bump Coastal up. No. It would be Cincy. Well, Cincy, yeah, Cincy too. Because Cincy's playing a twenty. A bunch of one-loss teams. Cincy was supposed to play. I believe they're playing Tulsa, correct? Yeah. They were supposed to play the last two weeks together. So they were supposed to play last weekend as a regular as a finale, and then they play again in the really? conference championship game. Yeah. The same team back to back. But they canceled that because of COVID. <laughs> Which brings me to the Pac-12 sadness that we got uh, going on right here because Larry Scott's an idiot. Um. USC sitting there at 13, so it looks like Pac-12 is going to miss out again on a playoff spot. The last team to, from the Pac-12 was UW. Yeah. What do you, what do you do if you're the Pac-12 at this point? Cry. I mean, we're already crying. Not true. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, what can you do? I mean, I was listening to. Uh-huh. I was listening. Be better. But how do you get better? Win. Do better. <laughs> Start paying your players like everybody else does. So I was listening to ESPN Radio the other day, and they were talking about 
the conference affiliations, right? And over the next four years, it was about the SEC game of the week. So just that one game from the SEC on Saturday afternoons, which typically, you know, is Alabama, Auburn, those kind of games. ESPN's ready to fork out $300 million for that one game. Because of how much money it brings in. And that's... CBS is paying $55 million right now. A year. Wow. ESPN wants to pay them $300 million to have that game on their on to, their network. To have the SEC game of the week? One so, game. Oh, just... Just, uh, just that one game a single game during the year yep just if, if they go for that the projected outlook for every conference so this includes big 10 acc sec they all have big time tv network deals right we got the pac-12 network which larry scott doesn't you know didn't want to do what direct tv offered so it's only available on comcast and dish God, the guy's is so dumb. Over the next four years, each Pac-12 school will have $126 million less than the lowest-graded SEC, ACC, Big Ten, and Big 12 schools. So it's a Big Four in the Pac-12. And you talk about doing good and winning. That impacts recruiting. That impacts facilities. That impacts everything. Yeah. Each Pac-12 school is making $126 million less so, I, I guess, what, what does Pac-12 do? Because the only thing I can think of is Larry Scott's got to go at some point. Well, he should have went a couple of years ago. Agree. I, I agree. Like 10. I don't know if he was hired then. I don't know how long he's been there. He's been there a while. He's Dude. repping UW in a terrible light. They need to fix the Pac-12 network. Yeah. It's trash. Yep. Just... Because he wanted to be exclusive or whatever, right? Thinking that it would draw more buzz later or something. <laughs> I don't or, know. I don't wasn't know it that he had some that. weird he, backdoor affiliation with one of the networks? Well, he hated the deal that DirecTV offered them um, to host their network on DirecTV. There it is. There's a buble. <laughs> um and so he negotiated solely with Comcast and Dish. Well, okay, most people are either streaming things now or a lot more people East Coast, they use DirecTV. Yeah. On top of that, you negotiated late kickoff times on ESPN. So more people watch that. On the West Coast, <laughs> sure. No, right? no, no. no he's Viewership compared to the average game is up 37%. For late night kickoffs? Yeah. A couple years ago, at Alex's, we were watching the late night game, and they said that. That the late night game has more viewership. I call BS on that. Because no, no one on the East Coast is up at 11 p.m. watching a Pac-12 game. That's why. Because everybody falls asleep watching the game before and doesn't change the channel. <laughs> so, I mean, that has been the big thing this year that I've loved, is if you... I know you guys said you haven't been really been watching, but Pac-12 games have been on at... 1 p.m. on ABC. They've been on at noon. It's just killing me. That's how. Pac-12, you call up Jeff Bezos and Amazon and say, Prime Video, which is going to get more than any of the cable crap, exclusive right, or maybe not exclusive, but like exclusive rights to Pac-12 Game of the Week, 
the games you want will go on Prime. Maybe. More people are going to see it. That would be a step in the right direction. You know how easy it is to watch, what is it, Thursday Night Football? You pull up the Prime app. It has the entire top bar on the app. You click on it. Here's your three options for watching it. Do not want to listen to the normal announcers because they stink. Here's Andrea Kramer or whatever it was last year. Yeah. Which was way better. No, I, I agree with you 100%. That would be a huge step in the right direction. It's not like he doesn't have the money to do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he definitely has got the money. So, yeah. So, looks like more Pac-12 sadness for us for another year, two, three, four, like, five. Yeah. But I'm, I'm actually not joking about the Amazon thing. No, Amazon would be a good idea. He's based here. Yeah. He has all the money. Like, a lot of money. People think he could be the first trillionaire. Sign me up. Right? Because he's worth 200 some billion now? Oh, yeah, he's worth something ridiculous. Like, he made. <laughs> he could. The money he spends pooping in a year could buy the Pac 12. Probably. probably. <laughs> I, I can't disagree. Right? I can't disagree. All right. Uh, something like that outside the box. No, Amazon's a good one. If you sucked up your pride and went with DirecTV, you just landed. Sorry. <laughs> um, that would be a good. That'd be a good step. You got to get more exposure, and that's yes. something the Pac-12 is lacking right now. It's so bad, and like you look at the standings, and I understand they've played less games. Because not, they started not, later than everybody. Yeah, because the West Coast is the the dumb coast. But there's a five and zero team, two three and one teams, and two three and two teams. Everybody else is five hundred or under. The, everything looks ugly besides USC. And who would you say the blue blood of the Pac-12 is? USC and Oregon still? I, yeah, I would even go USC, despite their recent struggles. USC historically is the blue blood of Pac-10, Pac-12 football. Yeah. There's there's too many teams in the Pac-12 who seem like jokes. <coughs> What's, well, they had their good years. Oregon State. But Oregon State, Cal, Arizona State, Arizona. You have four teams that it's just like, oh. That's a dumb game. Right? It's true. Even UCLA. Arizona's terrible. Well, yeah, they just lost by 63. Herm Edwards dropped a 70 burger. Yeah, that's a... For his first one of the year to get them to one and two. They also got hit with COVID really bad. Yeah. Yeah, but they had three people get it probably. I don't know. All right. I'm not talking about COVID. We've tried to stay away from that on the podcast. I think we've done a decent job at yeah. it. I think because we'll just get angry and start yelling at somebody. And we go, skip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I deleted it. Deleted it? Yeah. Good. I think there was an episode back at like the beginning of November, maybe end of October with Shea Serrano. Like, yeah. I think that was one of the last ones I... Yeah, like, nope, I just stopped. Fake doctors, crappy podcasters. <laughs> <laughs> That's their new podcast title. Uh, all right, so is there anything else college football you want to talk about tonight? That was it. That's it? That was it. Nothing else? It's the depressing Pac-12 and the college football. 
and how the little schools get gypped, but everyone already knows that. Yeah. Oh, here's the thing I was going to ask you. So one college thing before we move on. Who is going to make the playoff first? Pac-12 team or non-Power 5 team? Well, Pac-12 team has already made the playoff. No, no, no. I mean going forward. Going forward, Pac-12 team will. Yeah? Yeah. What happens first? A Pac-12 team makes the playoff or the Mariners make the playoffs? The Pac-12 team makes the playoff. The Mariners are doing it this year. I heard that last year and the year before that. And the year before that. (laughs) I don't say it every year. It's just because he didn't ask you the one year. Just about about every year. Uh, And the Suns. Hey, they're doing it this year. They might be. I'm I'm always a year or two early, so I just got to wait a little. You've been 22 years late on your Mariners prediction. It's been 19 years, okay. Get it right. Come on. I was giving him credit for the years that he predicted it correctly. You know what, though? The Mariners are going to make it soon because farm system strength leads to the playoffs. You know why else the Mariners are going to make it soon? Because the Kraken are making the playoffs first. I knew you were going to bring that up. (laughs) Because every time anything baseball gets brought up, Landon just goes, oh, yeah, Kraken are making it before the Mariners. I'm telling you they are. Doesn't matter if we're talking about Chris Sale or Chris Sale or Chris Sale. Or Bartolo Colon is a Brad shut up. <laughs> the Kraken are making the playoffs for the Mariners. Or Landon's favorite Mariner ever. Mike Zanino. Yep. <laughs> All right, so let's move over to some NFL stuff before we get way off topic here. Brad's not even here, so we don't have a reason to get super off topic. So the game of the year just happened last night, right? Yes. For me, yeah. The game of the year so far? That was a pretty good one. I didn't say so. It's hard for me to talk about it because I was losing my mind. Like, fantasy stuff aside. I know, you were texting me. Yeah. <laughs> Ravens go up two scores. Was it 28? Or no, it was 34-20. Yeah. And then, I don't know if Lamar had to drop the kids off at the pool. I don't know if he cramped. I don't know if it was both. What if it was a stomach cramp? Ooh, there you go. Could be. That way, it's not a lie. It's not a lie. Yeah. But he, as Cleveland's driving down the field, he leaves the field with cramps. Trace McSorley comes in. Yay. And they missed him sorely. Nice. (laughs) I like it. Uh, He does terrible. Cleveland scores... Again, to go up 35-34. McSorley drives down to the 30, no, 41-yard line on Cleveland's side of the field. Yep. It's third and two. Yeah, third and two. They go to run some weird option. McSorley sprains his knee. Falls at the 44. And now it's fourth and five. I mean, when the podcast started, we were asking, is that Landon Prosh's music? <laughs> is that Lamar Jackson's music? Because <laughs> I think, was it you, Landon? Who, who's the Ravens emergency quarterback? <laughs> yeah, that, well, I texted you that because I needed to know. It's like uh, Sam Cook, I think, the punter. Thanks to the emergency quarterback. That's what I text you, and I think yeah. that's what I saw after looking it up. 
for a long time he was the fastest punter in Madden. It's like, oh, they're just bringing in the punter version of Lamar Jackson. Just run a triple option with him. <laughs> be hilarious. <laughs> but nope, here comes Lamar. And he runs out. And it really looked like he was going to run for the first down. I thought he was running for the first down for sure. And then he throws the ball. And I'll be honest, the first thing that came into my head is Lamar just overthrew an open wide receiver. Because he'd done it twice on the same drive. Uh, I can't remember who overthrew the first time. And then he overthrew Andrews right after it. Yep. But no, it was underthrown a little bit. Brown tries to catch it like as securely as possible. Not using hands like basket catch. Brown, hug that thing. Brown actually caught it. Yeah. <laughs> and then runs into the end zone. Ravens score. They go up 42-35. After the two-point conversion. There was some weird stuff in the game earlier that led to a score of 42-35. Even though you wouldn't think weird stuff because that's just a normal score. Both teams had extra points not go in. Cleveland's two-point conversion was one of the weirdest ones you'll ever see. (laughs) Right? Yes. Yes. Whose hands did it bounce off of? Uh, Hunt's. And then Peoples Jones Peoples caught Jones it. just like a feather, man. <laughs> like off Hunt's hands, past the two Ravens to Peoples Jones. Yep. Tucker had his extra point blocked, which is odd. Yeah, that's happened to him much. I mean, the only time he misses extra points is to send the game to overtime against the Saints. I think that's the only time he's ever missed an extra point. It happens. Yeah. <laughs> And then Cleveland drives back down in was it 45 seconds or something. It was super quick. And scores a touchdown on a great play by Hunt to reach out for the pylon and stay off the ground. It was more of a terrible tackle. That's it. Yeah. Because that was... Wasn't it Humphrey, too, that tried to tackle him? Uh, or was it Peters? I don't remember. I don't think it was Peters, though. Yeah. That wouldn't surprise me if it was Peters. Oh, Peters might have been out. He got hurt at one point. Whether he was actually hurt or he got taken off the field for spitting at Jarvis Landry. I don't know which it was. Did you see that? I didn't. There's a video of him supposedly spitting on Jarvis Landry. but Jarvis Landry sucks. It was okay. Yeah. I don't know. Those Browns receivers spit on, pooped on. It's just a bunch of weird <laughs> stuff they like. <laughs> oh. Anyway. 42-42 now. Not a lot of time left. I don't know why the Browns didn't realize it. Who's the most like dangerous weapon other than Lamar on the Ravens offense? Mark Andrews. Right? That's weird. I wouldn't have thought that. The tight end. What was <laughs> it? He has the second most 20-yard plays by a tight end in the last two years behind Kelsey. I think is what they said. I believe it. So just 20-yarder to Andrews, 20-yarder to Andrews, a little out. Now Tucker has a 55-yarder. Well, that's pretty much an extra point. Yep. And bang. Nails it home. And then, did you try and count how many laterals there were? I, did, I didn't even bother. I didn't try to count. I was just watching. Like, hmm. It doesn't seem like they really want to try to go forward. No. Just kept trying to go backwards. Like, yeah. Which is crazy 
because on that very last one before it went to the end zone, yeah. if you heard Brian Greasy, he's like, they have a wide open lane that they can run. There is nobody back there. And they continue to throw the ball backwards. <laughs> Sometimes I think the guys are more worried about just not being tackled yeah. than advancing down the field. They're not looking up. Yeah. Like a basketball player keeping his head down when he's dribbling. Yeah. They're looking backwards like, uh, do I got someone to throw it? But I guess the reason this is important is in a lot of places, the game closed at Ravens as three or three and a half point favorites. Bad beat. <laughs> Vegas said there was over a million dollars swung on that safety. That's why you don't gamble. That's why you don't gamble. <laughs> That's the one reason. <laughs> in case there's laterals and it's safety. It would have been pretty funny if it ended up being a touchdown because it almost was. <laughs> was it Landry that just kind of like threw the ball over his head up in the air <laughs> yeah. to the middle of the end zone? Yeah. What are you thinking? Peter spit in his eye. That's what it was. He couldn't <laughs> see. <sighs> game was insane. It was a good game. Now the Ravens are 8-5, and five, tied with the Dolphins for the last playoff seed. Browns pretty much don't have a chance to catch Pittsburgh. I mean, they still kind of. They're two games back now. There's a chance. Not a good one, but yeah. there's a chance. Because they still play Pittsburgh in week 17. So I guess there's a chance. They have to win out. Pittsburgh has to lose out. Which could happen. Are you worried about Pittsburgh? Yes. How can you not be? Right? They can't run the ball. James Conner looks washed up and old. Well... I'm actually going to defend James Conner a little bit. He didn't play or practice for two weeks because of COVID. Some guys, it takes them a while to come back. Maybe that's maybe that's part of it. I'm just putting out there that maybe that's the reason. I'm going to go and not defend James Conner. And I have very personal biased reasons for this. Are you ready to hear it? You had him in fantasy. You needed 5.7 no, points no. and he scored 4.6 and you lost. No. Oh, okay. Um... So, Alex is going to completely probably call me out for this. But when Cam had COVID, everyone bashed him for his poor performance when he wasn't practicing. So, why does a running back get a pass but not a QB? Because Cam sucked before and after (laughs) and every game since. And also, as Alex loves to say about Cam, he's a running back. He's not a quarterback. Just saying. James Conner doesn't get a pass. But even without James Conner, you still had Benny Snell. Who's terrible. Still had Samuels. You're telling me that neither of them can run the ball for more than 18 yards? Has Samuels even been getting carries? Hasn't it been McFarland? Samuels got some touches in this last game. I know Anthony McFarland had been getting some. But even then, McFarland didn't look that bad. (laughs) He was bad enough that he was benched for the Bills game. (laughs) Yeah, he's got more. McFarland is twenty-seven. To you want to know Samuel's eight. You want to know why though? They're like, hold on, hold Anthony McFarland. You're actually Booger's kid. No, no, no. We don't. We don't want you out here. (laughs) I mean, but more than more than that, I'm more worried about Ben. He's done. He don't look good. No. Did you see the stat? He's got that Drew Brees arm going on right now. No, because Breeze was actually completing passes for mediocre amounts of yards. Hey, Big Ben is too, just to the Bills' DBs. <laughs> yes. 
So there's a stat with Ben. It was the most pass attempts he's ever thrown over a five-game period. It was the 58th most yards he's ever had over a five-game period. He's averaging like 6.5 yards per attempt or something. Sounds about right. Like, I know Flacco left the AFC North, but you don't need a new captain checkdown in the AFC North. <laughs> I'm okay with it because it's the Steelers. <sighs> Poor Deontay Johnson, though. Yeah. I mean, granted, the dude's got stone hands and has 11 drops this year, but... Yeah, which is like third on the team. <laughs> <laughs> but, and they benched him for the whole rest of like the first half or something crazy like that. Yeah, because he had... what. Two or three drops on four targets? Um, like the first quarter, yeah. And then Eric Ebron's like, hold my beer. <laughs> it's, yeah, Pittsburgh's a mess, man. I love it. So something I was thinking about before the Bills game was when Pittsburgh got to 11-1, and one, what were the chances Pittsburgh would start 11-0 and 0 and finish the rest of the season with a losing record? Going 2-4 and four or... Three and four. They're 0-2 already. It's it's a good chance, depending upon who they play. I mean, I think they're going to... Everyone's going to have a prisoner of the moment after the game on Monday when they play the Bengals. Everyone will think that it's the the ship's been righted, but I mean... When they only win by six? I mean, if Ben comes out and throws for 350 yards against the hapless... Freaking Bengals! It's take him sixty attempts if he throws for three hundred fifty yards. <laughs> Everyone's gonna be like, "Oh yeah, no, the Steelers, Steelers are looking good." And then, then they got a Colts. After that, that's gonna be ugly. And then Cleveland the follow-up. There's, there's a good chance. Could they finish one and four? Sure. Oof! How awesome would that be? <laughs> to that point, though, is Pittsburgh like the worst like eleven and two team you've ever seen? Oh. Pr- Probably. Yeah. They were they weren't playing good teams all year. I know. Like I understand you're only as good as or like you can only play who's on your schedule or whatever. Right. I do think it's odd that Pittsburgh could go eleven and zero, and people would hate them more than if they were nine and two. I mean Juju just stopped dancing on people's logos. Yes. Did you see his stats in the football team game? He had bad yards per catch for a running back. Yep. Like, he was like 8 for 32 at one point or something. Yep. That should never happen. He can't do anything. Claypool can't hold on to the ball. Deontay Johnson can't catch the ball. Nope. Eric Ebron can't catch the ball. James Conner can't run. Line can't block. Their second, their defense is getting freaking just demolished <laughs> with injuries. They could be one and done in the playoffs. So then, what are the chances they go one and five after the eleven and zero start? They beat Cincy. It all depends on who they play. So, I mean, if you're asking if it's them and the Dolphins in the first round, I could see them beating Miami. Can they score uh, seventeen points against Miami? I think they could. Miami's going to get a lot on defense. Miami has the best defense in football still? They took three turn, three oh, interceptions yeah. last yeah. week or this week. Yeah. I'm one of the top quarterbacks. I, and I think he had three all year or something. Two. I two. think he only had two heading into the game. 
Um, let's see. Well, I guess Buffalo is probably going to pass Pittsburgh, right? They're only a game behind them, and they have the tiebreaker. You would think. So that puts them 3-6. Which was the 6 seed currently? It's the Colts right now. But it's hard to tell because Titans, Browns, Colts are all 9-4. and four. Dolphins, Ravens are 8-5. and five. I think it all depends on who they match up with. Yeah. I don't know. I could see them, like, they could beat Tennessee because they could stop the run. I mean, this is what we say about every team, though. When when a team jumps out and they have a good start to the regular season and then everybody comes back and goes, well, there's one thing going on with them, right? When the Colts won the Super Bowl, theirs was they couldn't stop the run. Yeah. Then they got the playoffs and they stopped the run. The Chiefs' defense was their big thing last year. Then they got to the playoffs and magically they now, figured that, out how that to defense, play defense got better in like week eleven. True, but it was still a thing, right? Yeah. Um. So teams, and I don't know if it's you know Pittsburgh, <laughs> Pittsburgh playing however many games and however many days. Sorry, I thought you were going to go with teams have identities. <laughs> no, I wasn't. I wasn't going to do that. All right. Every team that typically jumps out to the front of the pack throughout the regular season always has one particular flaw. I'm not saying Pittsburgh only has one flaw. That's what I was going to say. It seems like there's nothing right in Pittsburgh but right if, now. If they can figure out a running game, that would help alleviate a lot of the other issues that they have going on. Yeah. I think Pittsburgh's in trouble because they've lost some of their big-name defenders or best-performing defenders. It's a big issue. Makes me happy, but that's, that's a different story. <laughs> and then, so I brought up how bad they looked against the football team, which is still, I laugh every time. Football team? Come on. Come up with a name. I know. WFT. <laughs> uh, could the football team win a playoff game? Yes. No. Yes. No. That front seven is no joke. Right now, it would be, which there's going to be a preview of it, they'd be playing the Hawks in Washington. Well, they definitely could win a game then. They definitely could. Yeah. Because Seattle struggles with stopping the front seven. Seattle struggles with everything but the Jets. Which Who's going to be quarterback? That's the thing. If Alex Smith can't play... The football team cannot win a playoff if, game. If it's Haskins, then obviously no. You know how I feel about Dwayne. I Haskins. know you love him. You want to trade Christian McCaffrey for Haskins? Like, well, Alex Smith isn't that much better. Yeah, he's definitely better than Dwayne Haskins. Oh, it's better, yeah, not that much. But I think it's the the leadership ability to run an offense. He doesn't have two hundred yards a game, four touchdowns, six picks. Sacked 19 times in seven games. Well, the first game he was sacked six times. So that's a big part of it. I guess. 2 2 2 3 3 1 since then. And then he went out with a leg injury. So that's. But it was the su- other leg. He's supposed to be practicing this week. Yeah. I, still, I don't want to trust him anymore now. <laughs> and if they can get Antonio Gibson back, 
That's the bigger thing. They absolutely can win a game. Gibson has been killing it. He has 11 rushing touchdowns? 10 rushing touchdowns? 11. But if he's not going to play, I don't think they have a chance against the Hawks. Even then, I don't. I think that's the only one thing they can do is stop the run. Yeah. Can't stop the pass very well. But... Oh, you think Seattle can stop the run? I thought that was saying? been one thing they could do. I mean, Wayne Goldman says different, but that's just recently. I'm not talking <laughs> beginning of the year. No, that was two weeks no, ago. No, that was two weeks ago. Against the Giants. Goldman ran Goldman all over for 130? One, like, yeah. 140? One game. One bad game. <laughs> uh, I mean, they did shut down old man Frank Gore on Sunday, so I mean, I'll give that to him. They beat Frank Gore didn't even really play. Because he fumbled. It's because he has a concussion. Then they yanked him. Yeah. I was trying to look at... Probably not be playing. He's like, yes, and I'm the third best player on the entire team. Yep. So, uh, here we go. 3.0, 6.1, 5.0, 3.2, 3.7, 1.8, 2.4. yards per carry over the last seven games. So, five good games, two terrible games. Who are those two terrible games against? The Eagles and the Giants. The Giants is the one that stands out. 31 for 190. Yeah, the Seahawks are fourth in rushing yards. Given up. And first by, what, 900 in passing yards given up? They've actually been good the last three weeks. Yeah, they're last. (laughs) (laughs) And that's still with playing the Jets and the Giants with Colt McCoy. And the Eagles. I mean, the last it's, three it, weeks. it's under 300 yards a game now. That's good. That's way better than the, what, 400 first couple games? It's like, <laughs> so bad. Yeah, that's ugly. Oof. I just, yes, the question, if Smith and, and uh, Gibson. Gibson are there, thank you, I, I think they could beat the Hawks. Yeah. Yeah, if those two are there, I think they could win a playoff game. You're going to tell me that that Washington defense can't disrupt the Seattle Any, offense? Anybody? I'm looking at you right now, Alex. And he's I'm, not looking I'm, at you. I know he's not. He's looking down. He's avoiding eye contact. Uh, they can win, yes. I don't think they will. Yeah. With Brandon Shell playing your starting guard, hopefully blocking Chase Young. Yeah, that's not good. Well, Alex, it doesn't say will the football team win a playoff game. It says could. And you said yes, they could. So, all right, yes. Every team could beat any other team. Any given Sunday. So real quick, just because it's kind of funny. (laughs) Is Anthony Lynn the ideal Chargers coach? Because he makes 100% Chargers decisions. I mean, he won't be the Chargers coach after this year, so it's a short lived Is it because he's on the Chargers that he makes those decisions? It's a good point. It's, it's just like you get there and you're like, oh, man, I have you to start, make this call now. You start turning into the thing that you're around? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Bring this up because end of the sec, or end of the first half, they get down inside the red zone. They think they get a first down, but they didn't. It's fourth and one. And all of a sudden you have the entire offense and the entire field goal unit out there. They're just running around. No timeouts. And then it's the end of the half and they don't get to kick a field goal. But once again, Atlanta's like, hold my beer. We're not going to win this game. <laughs> Matt Ryan. Thought his nickname was Matty Ice. Yeah, because he's ice cold. 
His play, not not the blood running through his veins. <laughs> no, his beer that he's holding. Oh, okay. <laughs> nice. Ice cold. Still stand by. Joe Flacco's the best quarterback from the first round in that class. Who else is there? Matt Ryan. <laughs> oh, I was like, I, I can only think of Matt Ryan. Is there anyone else? <laughs> no, I don't know. Just Flacco's better than Matt Ryan. All right. Uh, I think I think I know how Alex feels about this one. Can Carson Wentz come back? Yes. Yes. Would you want him? Yes. I guess both of you are in a similar situation no. where you're probably not going to have a quarterback in two years. Like, you need one. Right? No, I actually don't think the Saints will. I don't think Breeze comes back next year. Probably not. With the 15 broken ribs. Yeah. <laughs> and the punctured lungs. And <laughs> broken spine. So I, I, think, I think this is last year. I think he's getting healthy for the playoff run, and then he's calling it. Um, but I have heard the Saints would be interested. Yeah. Um, the team, as a Panthers fan, no, I don't want Carson Wentz because we have a lot of other issues we need to fix first. So I'm fine with Teddy turnover for another year. Him and his one-yard checkdowns on fourth nope, and eights. We're not getting into that. We don't um, have time. There's always time. But the Colts. The Colts are the team, I think, that will go after Carson Wentz. Because of Frank, Frank Reich. Yeah. For people who don't know, Reich was the offensive coordinator. Offensive coordinator? Yeah. Yeah. Offensive coordinator when the uh, Eagles, not the Phillies, the Eagles <laughs> won the Super Bowl. I want to say Philly and the Eagles at the same time. <laughs> um, so he's got that supposed camaraderie connection with Wentz. Yep. Could probably bring him back. Kind of showing that all Philly's success was likely his and not Peterson's. And the way it's going right now, I mean, who can blame him? <laughs> so you think that's the the prime or best fit for Wentz to go to would be the Colts? Fit-wise, yes. Team-wise, I mean, Saints. Um, for some reason, people are bringing up the Vikings. Don't know why. Um I mean, the Bucks are looking at other QBs, too, because I don't know if Brady's actually going to stick around for the three years he's supposed to or whatever. Probably not. <laughs> so, but... Why would they sign him for three years? <laughs> I mean, I've heard Pittsburgh as a possibility. Yeah. Um, I mean, you, you look at other teams. Denver, Drew Locke is a question mark. Uh, Locke's fine there. Um, the Raiders... Yeah. Since Gruden's gotten there, you've talked about Carr. So there's a lot of teams with a lot of QB options that they could go the route of. But for me, the Colts are the best fit. I'd say they're probably, yeah, top two. He's going to the Patriots. I can see that too, actually. I actually think Stafford's going to the Patriots. Oh, yeah. But that's another discussion yeah. for another day. Do they really want another old quarterback? Why not? How, how old is Stafford? He's in his 30s. 36, 37? Yeah, probably. He's been around forever. What? So Stafford's 32. Yeah, he's a young guy. Wow. I thought he was way older than that. <laughs> oh, and he's too. like, he's just been in the league for a long time. Yeah. Okay, okay. He's, he's fine to go there, I guess. Yeah. I thought he was older. I was thinking yeah. 36 plus. Yeah. He's, he's pretty much done in Detroit, so I could see him ending up on the pads next year. Good. Get out of there. Like, no I like one, Stafford. No one wants to go to the line. Yeah, no. I don't. I don't mind Stafford. I'd... That's because their guys are skipping practice and going to strip clubs. 
This Having is... champagne toasts after the seasons so they can get away from Matt Patricia. Uh, so, I mean, I'm trying to figure out how to preface this one with being appropriate, but Hassan Reddick had a big old game. Yeah, just a little bit. He was seventh pick? Seventh or eighth. He was yeah. top ten for yeah. sure. And Disappointment. I mean, he showed played, flashes. He played good. It was when Kingsbury came in and they developed the new scheme that he didn't really fit in anywhere. So they were talking about cutting him. And then he comes out against the Giants, right? Yep. They throw him at the end. Which he should be. 13th pick. 13th pick, okay. I wonder who I'm off. thinking of. Oh, am I thinking of... Simmons? No, I think I'm thinking of um, Edmonds. Edmonds was the top seven pick, I think. Right? Is that the same draft? I don't know. Anyway, Reddick, five sacks, three forced fumbles. Yep. That's insane. In one game. Also, I doubt you know this. Has that ever happened before? In a game? Ah. I don't think so. I would say no. I mean, back in the day with like Deacon Jones, when you could helmet punch people. Yeah, I was trying to think of uh, the linebacker, um, linebacker DN for the Chiefs who had seven sacks. Derek Johnson. Yeah, I always get Derek Johnson and Derek Thomas confused. Yeah, understandable, both good. I doubt he had three forced fumbles in his seven sack game. He might have. <laughs> Just that's such a crazy game. Like that's a good single year for yeah, some that's people. That's a good year. <laughs> he got right? it in a game <laughs> at a position that he's not even like naturally playing. Like they have him they had him playing outside linebacker. Yeah. And they said, oh, you know what? We'll throw you in a DN and see what you can do. So we've seen two of the craziest stat lines by a player ever in just the last month. The Hassan Reddick one. Mm-hmm. And your guy with the fumble recoveries for oh. touchdown on back-to-back plays. Jeremy Chan. Yeah. <laughs> They said that only a couple players had ever had two fumble recoveries for touchdowns in a season. Yeah. Or something. And he did it on back-to-back plays. He was like the first player ever to score a touchdown on back-to-back plays on defense. Yeah. It had only ever happened like once in history for a guy to have two fumble recoveries in a game for touchdowns. Yeah. (laughs) There was a record broken this week, too. Oh, was it the Derrick Henry thing? No. no, I just saw Barry Sanders congratulated Derrick Henry, but it's like it's Derrick Henry. I don't care. They had a lot of <laughs> rushing yards and touchdowns and stuff, but no. Uh, Adams broke the record for most sacks by a DB. Oh season. yeah, he's got eight and a half over nine games. Every time I see that, it's like, oh, maybe he should actually try and play safety instead of linebacker. <laughs> like you know, try and cover somebody. <laughs> That's kind of what? He was like, huh. No, I know why they stopped the run and stuff, but... He also dropped a clear interception because he (laughs) can't catch the ball. (laughs) 
He's basically a linebacker. That you gave up two first-rounders for. But he's leading the team in sacks. That's probably not a good sign. And blown coverages. (laughs) (laughs) That's probably not a good sign when your safety's leading the team in sacks. No. Which, does he add to his total this week against the football team? Yes. Yes. Yeah. He'll have more sacks by the end of the year. The question is, does anybody on the D-line actually have any sacks? (laughs) No one person. They have a lot of four, four, four. Three, two, 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 one, 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 one. So half, just, half, half, half. So does anyone on the D line <laughs> get over seven sacks? No, no. But <laughs> so he's at eight and a half. Yeah. Is he over ten after the football team game? Yes. He'll be at over ten after. I think he gets two. I think he gets two. If Smith, bam, if either one's in, he's getting two. I think it's almost better if Haskins is in because he's going to try to run away and the rookie. Who tries to scramble a little bit? Not good at watching his blind side. Yeah, he he could get it if Haskins is playing. I think either way, I think he's gonna get Smith, it. Smith Smith's more game savvy, right? Smith will check down, throw the ball out of bounds. If Smith plays, does uh, Thompson have double digit catches? Well, it's McKissick, isn't it? Or McKissick? Sorry, that's what I meant. Yeah, McKissick. Uh, yes. Especially with Gibson looking like he's not going to play? Um, yeah, Gibson will be playing this week, I don't think. Um, yeah, no, McKissick will have double-digit catches for sure. Does he have more catches than rushes? Uh, yes. No. So he's like 11 catches for 55 yards and 13 rushes for 22 yards. Yep, something like that. Oof. That's going to be ugly. Because I'm trying to think, Peyton Barber is their other running back? Yes. So, And if Peyton Barber is the answer, then you're asking the wrong question. It's a J.D. McKissick revenge game. Book it. So I should pick him up and play him this week in fantasy against Alex. Yes. I'm not playing Alex. Never mind. We'll be in the championship next week. Yeah. <laughs> J.D. McKissick. We both won the last game. Revenge game. Last night. Uh, that's right. So uh, podcast had a big night in fantasy football. Me and Alex have beat the Homestead teams. Homestead. Nice. Homestead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then they yelled at me. So rude. I know. I was just trying to make fun of them for sucking. <laughs> they had to go and be mean. <laughs> Got all mad. Uh, so, do the Hawks win or does the football team get to 7-7? Seven and Because seven? it's actually a... Pretty big game for the Hawks because they do not have the tiebreaker with the Rams right now. And they would lose the next tiebreaker with the Rams, I think. Even if they lose this week and then beat them next week and still have the same record. They're so inconsistent. Like Right? I think I told you that on Twitter, before the Giants and Eagles games, I saw Hawks fans posting on there like, uh, it feels so great waking up the next two Sundays knowing that we got victories in the bags like against the Eagles and the Giants and stuff like that. And they played <laughs> close with the Eagles and then they lost to the Giants. So, I mean, what Hawks team are you going to get? What Russell are you going to get? The one who's not going to get MVP votes again? I mean, he shouldn't get any MVP right? votes, but that's neither here nor there. Because he almost... I don't know if he leads the league in turnovers, but he's top three. He's part of that. I think is he's not trusting his O line. 
He's, he was trying too hard. He's, for a long he's time, trying so. to play hero ball, and it's not working. No. But again, another conversation for yeah. another day. <laughs> so you know my feelings about this. But your question is yes, I think they win. Yeah, of course you do. <laughs> right. I could see him winning in a close game. It's the Hawks. It'll be a close game. Like, they're playing, I don't know. They're playing, <laughs> they're playing a real football team. They're playing the football team. <laughs> the WFT. <laughs> All right, so last game. Alex's team versus the defending Super Bowl champs. Game of the week would be like looking at the schedule. <laughs> this is the game what you week. would think would be the game of the year. Like just looking at the entire schedule. The chances are it's going to be one seeds probably, which I think Saints are the two seed. Saints are the two right yeah. now. Chiefs are the one seed. But no Drew Brees, right? Yeah. Because he's still recovering from, was it 13 fractures? I don't know. Nine fractures? Nine, maybe. Because it was like five thought ribs. I thought but, it was 11. Maybe so. Okay. 11 and a, <laughs> and a punctured lung yeah. and a... Because it was five ribs that were fractured in... And Multiple places kept, each. Yeah, it kept in, uh, going up every week, every day. Like it's four. It's just seven. Th- just think about that really quick, though. He broke those ribs in the Bucks game, mm-hmm. but it was his shoulder that was hurt so badly that kept him out of practice that week. Before he went and broke his ribs again, just think about how bad his shoulder must have been hurting that he didn't even notice that he had five broken ribs. Maybe he's just that tough. <sighs> I don't know. <laughs> You know or what? he was taking painkillers. You leave old quarterbacks who like to take painkillers <laughs> and have arm problems out of this conversation. All right. I will not hear Brett Favre slander like that. Oh, we're not talking about him? <laughs> we're not talking about Brett Favre. Because <laughs> Brett Favre would have played with 11 broken ribs. I finally completed my collection. I, I know. I got me. the Brett Favre Atlanta Falcons jersey. You told me. Merry I'm Christmas to me. <laughs> um, so, I guess, could the Saints beat the Chiefs? With Drew Brees. Yes. What are the chances the Saints would win this game with Drew Brees? We'll go with that. Obviously, they could, but is it like a 40-60 Saints win? 35-65. Okay. Alex, you probably think it's closer, like 50-50 style? It's pretty close, yeah. I would say it's probably pretty close, too. If Brees is playing. Then he's not broken. Yeah. But with Taysom Hill. The chance drops to 10%? No. It's like 90% chance they win now. I actually have it going the other way. You think the Saints have a better chance at winning? Because of the offense with that they Tim run. With Tim Tebow playing quarterback. Because of the <laughs> offense that they run with Hill on the field, they have the ability to play, run the clock, keep Mahomes on the sideline, and just run the ball. I actually think the Saints are going to win this game. The Eagles just made the Saints look bad. People have bad games. It's true. True. <laughs> the Saints with Hill running this type of offense can do what the recipe is to beat the Chiefs. Basically. With Breeze, they throw way more than they run the ball. Yeah, but all those passes are like runs because it's like, hey, Michael Thomas, slant, catch, eight yards, boom. Yeah, eight's a little generous. Five, no, six. I think that's about right. It's like 7.9. Yeah, right? yeah. Something like that. But I, with Hill... The way that, yeah, with the offense that they run, it, it benefits this particular kind of matchup. Right, what is the line in this game, then? Let's see here how fast I can find it. 
Saints. Because it's in, oh no, it's in Kansas City. So I'd say Kansas City's probably, what, six and a half? What? Kansas City is only a three-point favorite in this game. Doesn't surprise me. Oh no, it's in New Orleans, that's why. They just had it backwards. All right. So it'd be six, six and a half if it was in Kansas City. No, if it was in Kansas City, it'd be like ten. Because six would be neutral. Nine would be at the home stadium. Kansas City gets four. So it'd be like nine or ten. Yeah. Still super high. I'm going to say. Just so you know, Thomas averages 11 yards a catch. This year? This year. 10 last year. 11, yeah. 6, 13. I was thinking of uh, yards per target or whatever, which isn't that much lower because he catches everything. Well, I mean, he's only played in two games this year, so, I mean, come on now. Seven. Yeah. I'm going to go with two. Hey, I'm picking your team to win. Don't give me that look. (laughs) (laughs) Does it really matter how well he does as long as you guys win? No, it doesn't. That's what what I'm saying. You know Landon is mad at the Panthers if he's rooting for the Saints in the game. No, I just think that the way that this sets up, I – think that the Saints, after getting embarrassed by a three-win team last week. That's um, the theme of the week, isn't it? It kind of is, if you think about it. T- top teams getting embarrassed by three-win teams. <laughs> I mean, um, he's not even, Hill's not even doing bad this year. He's got a 72% completion percentage. He's really not. Is he averaging 4.2 yards per attempt? 7-7. Seven, seven. Oh, okay. I was going to say, I haven't actually. Only that. two picks. He needs to hold the ball a little better, but. Two picks. Oh, that's right. He threw his first. Was it that the thing? He threw his first career touchdown against Atlanta. He'd never thrown a touchdown. Is that what it was? Yeah, it was recently that he threw it. He's only thrown touchdowns in two games this year. He had two against Atlanta and two against Philly. Yeah, he's kind of like a the running back in uh, New England. <laughs> had like he's four, a, but like ten rushing. He's a poor man, Cam Newton. <laughs> he's a white. He's a better accurate. A whoa. A white. Whoa. White poor man's Cam Newton. Okay, Rush Limbaugh. <laughs> you remember that? Yes. He's got seven fumbles, though. Oof. Oof Three cool. lost. But that's ah, okay. Cool. Russell Wilson or? Oh, no. Taysom Hill? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Nah. The Saints upset special. Really? Yep. All right. That's fine. I want the Saints to get the one seed because then it give, gives Breeze that extra room to be fully healthy. Gives Breeze the extra room to... And then because I'm trying the reverse jinx to lose in the playoffs. The last two years, I picked him to win the Super Bowl and then he was going to retire. So this year, they're losing in the playoffs. I mean, you're just... You know my feelings. You know what I think. I know. You go home and pray to your Drew Breeze shine. That is hidden. I thought it was a Russell Wilson shine. <laughs> no, that one. That one's more pronounced. <laughs> Landon has a blow up Russell Wilson in his front yard. You, I mean, they oh, do this every single year. They do good in the regular season, a la the Houston Rockets. They get to the playoffs and they choke. Isn't that what thirty-one teams do? No, no. Good and then choke. Okay. (laughs) So 10, 10 teams. You know what would be fun? Trying to compare like football teams to basketball teams or like quarterbacks to superstars about like who's who. 
I would be. Yeah. And we already know who the Saints are. I mean, so it's already, they're already down. They're the, no, they're not the Rockets because they have a title. The Rockets have two. That was way back when when they had a they had an actual superstar. So was the Saints. That was actually I don't even know how many years ago. Like 11? fourteen. <laughs> it was like fourteen. Okay. <laughs> All right. I think that's going to do it. We've gotten long enough in the podcast. Uh, if you want to support us, head on over to Patreon, Anchor, Facebook, Twitter, bunch of different things. Uh, Patreon's the one to do it though. We got different tiers on there. If you want to support us, uh, search for Late Night Shots. And I think that's going to do it for this week. And I did not prep him at all. So let's see if Alex can finish it off. Nope. It's going to landing because he's the new guy. What are we doing? (laughs) So Alex was supposed to finish with a movie quote. That was his thing because last week he popped off like three good quotes in a row. And then kind of blew it at the end. But. All right. That's all, folks. Oh, my goodness. (laughs)